Hey Blue Jay fans, welcome to episode 36 of section 138 of Blue Jay podcast for everything Blue Jays. Um, as always, I am Mark Colley and we're joined by Bryson. How are you doing, Bryson? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm getting there. Uh, spring training is not my favorite time of year, I'll say, because there's lots of games that don't mean anything for the Blue Jays, but um, at least there's baseball back. Yeah, I'm already bored of it, but yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah. it is good to see it. Yeah, there's like the first two games are exciting, and then it's just all boring until opening day. But we're in in the same month as the first Blue Jay game, which is March 28th at the Rogers Center against the Detroit Tigers. So we're almost there. Very exciting. Yeah. So today we'll be talking about Troy Tulowitzki, um, his home run with the Yankees, and our thoughts on that and his comments on that home run. And we'll also be discussing the Blue Jays' latest two additions, Clay Buckholtz and Bud Norris. So uh, we'll start off with the additions because um, those are a little bit more straightforward. Uh, but yesterday, as we're recording this, yesterday on Thursday, the Blue Jays signed Clay Buckholtz to a major league deal, $3 million, and they signed Bud Norris to a one-year minor league deal, again, $3 million for him too. So Clay Buckholt, um, he's had some on and off years. Uh, last year, though, he was very dominant in 16 starts. He had a 2.01 ERA, uh, a bit worse, 3.47 FIP, but both still pretty good numbers. Um, just right off the bat, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I personally like the addition of the signing. When I saw it yesterday, I actually, it was, a, it was, again, it was um, again, it was a signing that I thought it was pretty good for the team. Uh, we know Ross Atkins was is, uh, a couple weeks ago when uh, pitchers and catchers report began. We know he was still looking to add pitching, and you know adding Clay Buckles is definitely a, um, a one of the good uh, last additions before uh, we start the season off. And I'm sure Blue Jay fans are pretty familiar with Buckles. Uh, he's again majority of his career he was in the AL East with the Red Sox, and he spent ten years there. And then in 2017 he went to the Phillies. And then, of course, as you mentioned, in 2018, he had a very good season uh, in Arizona with the Diamondbacks. So last season, again, his ERA was just bull- just above two in 16 starts. And the year before that, he only made two starts. And I believe it was an injury that costed a season, but I can't remember what it was. And even before that in Boston, he had a, uh, ER- a career ERA in Boston just below four. So uh, Buckles, uh, again, he has lots of experience in the AL East. And, uh, you know, right now it's... Maybe it's good for him to compete for one of the starting jobs in the rotation. We know most of the spots are filled. Maybe a couple are still up for grabs, especially that fifth spot, even though I don't believe the Jays have committed a Barucki in the fifth spot, but maybe he could be fighting with somebody else, like I don't, such as Clayton Richard, too, who's still recovering from uh, knee surgery or a knee injury. So uh, having the insurance of Buckles as a starter, which is very important in my opinion, and again, I'm... There's nothing really that I don't like about the signing. It's a one-year deal, and you know, again, where the maybe where the Jays are at at the deadline, they could possibly trade him if he's having a good season, or uh, they'll decide to hold on to him for the whole year. And uh, I just think, again, he's 
He's got lots of experience with, with the AL East. He's pitched against the Yankees countless times against the Red Sox. And uh, veterans like this is what the Jays need on a rebuilding team. We know Marcus Stroman said that he didn't like the lack of veterans. So uh, adding a, a couple of veterans here and there is also good for the clubhouse. Somebody with experience with a, a younger team now in Toronto. So again, very uh, pleased with the signing. There's pretty much nothing, maybe even Jays fans that I've seen that are... Uh, displeased with the signing. So very good signing by uh, Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro. Yeah, I was about to say he's, what, 34 years old? Yeah, 34 years old. He has 12 years of Major League experience. We just heard Marcus Stroman complaining about the lack of veteran influence on the Blue Jays. And then here we go. We got a veteran starter who uh, knows the AL East, as you mentioned. He had 10 years with the Boston Red Sox, so he definitely knows how to uh, get around those lineups, and he's familiar with the people in the league because he last pitched in the AL East in 2016, so he, he has recent experience. Um, I think the most interesting thing about this signing is where Buckholtz, uh falls in with the Blue Jays because, um, you know, for camp, in, in spring training camp, I think uh, pretty much everyone expected Ryan Brocky is going to be making the Major League roster on opening day. But now with Buckholtz signing, being a Major League signing for $3 million and him being a starter, you know, he started the last time he appeared in a game in relief was in 2016 with the Red Sox. So uh, he's, he's certainly a starter. He's found success as a starter, that's not to say he won't be a reliever with the Blue Jays, but I, I see no reason why the Blue Jays wouldn't put him in the rotation. So that really puts into question where Ryan Brucky is falling uh, with the Blue Jays when they open the season. Exactly. Um, again, what I mentioned earlier too, we don't know where uh, Clayton Richard is in terms of his recovery, but it appears that he is close to returning. So yeah, this is likely uh, this likely could impact Brucky's uh, status with the team on opening day. Uh, a couple days ago, I know spring training stats are something that we shouldn't look on, but he, uh, Baraki, uh, he got he had a rough start yesterday or a couple yeah yesterday, and he pretty much he pitched two innings of work and he allowed five earned runs. So, you know maybe the Blue Jays believe that he could benefit from starting the season in the minors, uh, maybe such as like Vlad, um, like Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Even though it's a little different with service time. Maybe they think he needs to, you know, learn more. Uh, Barucki, when he came up last year, he had a handful of good starts, and then you saw the odd time he did. He didn't last well, especially in uh, against AL East teams. There was uh, one day in this um, in last July where he got he had a rough, you know, a, an example could be he had a rough start against the Red Sox. So um, maybe he, maybe the Jays think he deserves a little more time in the minors. They don't want to rush him. And last season, the way he, the reason why he was called up again, the the amount. Um, some injuries to the rotation. We know Stroman and Sanchez went down quite a few times, so it was kind of. I wouldn't say one. I, I don't want to say a desperation move, but they they had no choice but to call him up. So it all depends on what they think of him and if they think he's really ready to spend a full season in the big leagues. Yeah, it, he um, yesterday in his start, uh, he gave up five earned runs, I believe it was, in two innings. Um, and right now, of course, I know it's spring training. Stats don't really matter all that much, um, but. Uh, it's posting an 11.25 ERA in two outings, four innings total. Um, obviously, tiny sample size, but it still um, makes me a little bit wary of uh, where he is and where the Blue Jays may place him out of spring training. But again, it's spring training. That's constantly important to remember because none of this really matters. None of these stats matters. Of course, um, what the Blue Jays see in Baraki matters, but 
Uh, to a broader extent, it doesn't matter. Uh, one thing I am concerned with him, though, is that uh, yesterday in the game, uh, the the radio broadcast, um, of course, it wasn't televised, but on radio, um, you had Mike Wilner uh, saying that Brocky kind of looked uncomfortable on the mound. He he didn't look like himself. He um, and in his first outing, actually after the game, he said he was nervous. So. Um, it's a spring training game. I know he was starting the the opening day of spring training, but it's still a spring training game. So seeing that he's uncomfortable and nervous, um, I don't know if that's because he knows he's fighting for a job or if it's just a a product of his surroundings. But um, it is, you know, having his outing yesterday uh, makes it easier to see him starting the season in the minor leagues. I hate to say that, but it it does. Um, Just for reference, uh, baseball reference has Baraki projected to post a 3.88 ERA in 2019 over 109 innings. Their innings count is always off though because um they, you know you look at the context of where the blue jays are in it right now he's probably pitching more than 109 innings in the majors but it's just basing it off of his previous year in the majors which he pitched 97 innings last year um <clears throat> looking at the projections for buckles uh he is projected to pitch uh, 104 innings again those inning stats are a bit messed up but a 3.63 era uh strikeout to walk ratio of 2.61 so he's definitely he won't be an all-star by no means but he he'll definitely be a dominant arm i'd say third or fourth starter if the blue jays decide to start him and of course if he can avoid injuries that he's been prone to the past two years um so basically it's positive side. It's three million dollars. I don't know how you could view this negatively. Uh, maybe you're hoping Rogers does something else with its money, but like, it's three million dollars. It's in the end, it won't break the bag if he ends up having to get Tommy John surgery and he's out for the season and he never pitches a game for the Blue Jays. Who cares? It's three million dollars. Exactly, and uh, just I also just wanted to go back to Barecki. Um You said yesterday. Uh, you said how uh, he looked uncomfortable. Is that that's what they said in the radio broadcast thing? or sorry, the broadcast yesterday. Uh, another thing to point out, too, is his velocity. His velocity was around 95 miles per hour, and we know that's way, um, way above his average from last season. I think it was just above 90 miles per hour. And they asked him about that after the game, and he was not he, he didn't seem too happy about it either. Uh, he, he prefers, or he prefers to throw just above 90. So again, maybe the nerves are getting to him, and maybe it is a little concerning to see someone that young already throwing... Um, around 95 miles per hour, it, you know, the risk of Tommy drawn elbow damage. And uh, I'm just trying to read a quote he said. He just said, these last couple of weeks I've been coming in here, all my bullpens, I felt like it's coming out good. And he said about his um, his increase in velocity, that might be a thing that I don't want. I feel like I'm at my best when I'm throwing 90 to 92. I can let my sink work. I feel like I feel like the harder I throw, the flatter the ball gets, and that's just not how I pitch. So he clearly is off as we enter um, training camp. And I guess it's no surprise to anybody, especially for the radio broadcasting. So maybe, you know, maybe uh, it's beneficial if he does start the first couple weeks in the season. I just wanted to also uh, hear your take on that. Yeah, I hadn't actually heard those quotes. I knew he was throwing about 95, where he normally sits 91, 92, but I hadn't heard um, his comments about that, which is interesting because uh, normally you look at velocity as a good thing, but of course, in his case, he's more comfortable pitching lower. And I wonder if that's something to do with just, um, first off, 
the radar gun at Dunedin Stadium because of spring training radar guns are a little bit off. Today in the split squad games, uh, the radar gun stopped working for a few innings. So, um, you know, it's it's a question of whether uh, that had anything to do with it. But also, he just had a season off, um, and he said in his first start he was a little bit nervous, so maybe he was a little bit nervous yesterday, um, and nerves played a part in getting that up. And, of course, after a long season, off-season off, um, the, the the finesse, the control over your pitches is down, so his speed uh, might not be as controlled as it was, but you know that may, may come and go with uh, with more pitching and um more getting back into the, uh, the, the routine of things. So yeah, that, I hadn't seen those comments. It's interesting. Um, and maybe that shows that he should sit out a few months at the start of the season and spend it in the minors. But, um, one thing that makes me hesitant about saying that is that, uh, he pitched 97 innings in the majors last year with 3.87 ERA, even lower FIP of 3.8. So, um, if the Blue Jays are saying he's not ready, I kind of understand it. Maybe he was a bit rushed last season and a product of his circumstances that got him up to the majors, but it's, he, he had a 3.8 ERA or FIP in the majors. So, um, I, part of me understands why the Blue Jays should keep him down and maybe develop him a little more, but bit more, but he has proved himself at the majors. So I, I don't know if it's a good idea to keep him down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when again, when we we you know last year when he started, he did show uh, he had a handful of good starts, and then the odd time again he had some rough starts. But uh, again, he's stated countless times that he's been fairly nervous. So you know either he could benefit from a minor league stint, maybe to calm him down, and uh, you know perhaps he comes up when Vladdy comes up. Hopefully you know mid to the end of April. But again, uh, I if I'm if I'm the Blue Jays, I make I think he makes the team as well. Like he pro- again, you said you said it best. He proved himself. His sinker last year was outstanding at uh, some points of the season. And you know, if the Blue Jays want to put on the best competitive team, like Ross Atkins says on the field, then Ryan Barucki's got to be in your rotation, and he could be one of the future pieces of your your rotation. And you know, maybe you know the fans want to see the young the young and up up and coming stars as well. So I. I don't see a reason for him starting the season in the minors unless they think, you know, if he's calming down his nerves or, you know, just trying to uh, fi- fix his fundamentals for a uh, short term uh, t- period of time. Yeah. And uh, and uh, another factor that will probably consider with the Blue Jays' decision is that, you, you know, his service time, his clock is already ticking. He already made his major league debut. Um, he's arbitration eligible in 2022. He's going to be a free agent in 2025. Um, they can't stop the sands of time in this case. It's already moving. Um, you know, keeping him down for a month or, or however long won't make him a Blue Jay for an extra year. It's already ticking. So it's keeping him downtime is wasting his talent on the majors. Now, whether the Blue Jays think he's going to be better in the majors if he takes some time off in the minor leagues, I don't know. But um, that, that's definitely another thing to consider in this case. So we talked a lot about that, but um, Bud Norris is also an addition to the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays signed him yesterday to a minor league deal worth $3 million. I think he had about $1 million or $1.5 million in incentives uh, should he make the majors or uh, depending on inning counts and and what have you uh he's 33 years old he most recently pitched in 2018 with the St. Louis Cardinals. He had a 3.59 ERA and 3.99 FIP over 57 innings. He made 
64 appearances. Every single one of them was out of the bullpen, and he finished 42 games. Um, again, with Buckles, I don't like this signing as much as the Buckles signing because the Buckles signing, you know, last year he was stellar. He, he was remarkable last year. His performance was amazing. Um, and even though he was injured for part of the season, he was a very good pitcher. Um, but the same isn't quite true for Norris. He's still good out of the bullpen. Um, he's not outstanding, but he's, you know, he's mediocre plus. He's a little bit better than mediocre. So I, I'd i say I like this signing. I'm not opposed to it, certainly. I think it'll help having a 33-year-old, 34-year-old guy in the bullpen. Um Oh, but Norris turns 34 tomorrow. So uh, I think having a veteran influence like him in the bullpen will be helpful, um, as Marcus Stroman <laughs> wanted. Uh, but yeah, it, this signing isn't remarkable. I don't know if it'll uh, take a spot out of the bullpen from someone. It, it, it just seems run-of-the-mill, run normal, normal signing to get depth. Mm-hmm. The signing, uh, it's not as... as uh, I don't see it as beneficial either as the buckle signing. And the one, the thing that does concern me about Bud Norris is we, there is, uh, there is stories of, uh, previously, you know, he's been had a lot of issues in uh, clubhouses with certain teams. So again, it doesn't matter where the Jays are um, in terms of being competitive or not. Again, you always, obviously, want a good clubhouse, especially with a lot of young up and coming stars. So you just hope that doesn't become a problem. And again, in terms of his stats, you said he's a mediocre pitcher and. Uh, sometimes, if you're lucky, you're you're uh, you're lucky. Sometimes to get an ERA, you know, below four from him, he's got he's got a career ERA of uh, four forty five. So he's had a lot of good seasons. He's had a lot of bad seasons. He's got ten years of experience. Uh, he's bounced around a bit the past couple of years. Uh, he's played on uh, many different teams, and uh, the Jays are will be his eleventh team. So you know, hopefully he. Even if he does make the team out of the spring, you know he's one he's one pitcher that you can't even get uh, guarantee a spot. Maybe as Buckles would have a much better chance of making the team, but yeah, again Norris, it's a minor league deal, and you know even if he doesn't make the team, maybe he can start the year in the minors and provide depth for the bullpen. But it's not going to be, you know, it's it's not a huge huge addition to the bullpen. It's an extra arm, and again Ross Atkins has said since uh, pitchers and catchers report that he wants to add to pitching. And, you know, adding more bodies sometimes is uh, the best part for the team, especially, again, with young and up-and-coming stars and maybe s- some young pitchers in the bullpen as well. There's a, uh, Yeah, so young pitchers in the bullpen, and maybe he could fit in with the team at some point this year. I'm sure he'll spend some time in the major leagues, even if it's separate stints from injury or he makes the team out of the spring. We'll, and, again, he may not even last the season depending on his performance. So very low-risk deal for the Blue Jays. And again, hopefully he could, you know, be a, a decent piece at best, but I'm not expecting too much out of Norris, but you know, again, he, we, uh, we've seen crazy things happen. So, yeah, just to get into, uh, some details about his influence in the clubhouse, which of course you mentioned, um, he's been known to, uh, encourage, uh, this a- athletic article says, uh, he's leading the young cards bullpen with a divisive old school approach. So that's, uh, one of the articles about him, which of course is, um, as the article says, divisive. Um, but then there's another article on vice sports, um, that says, uh, you know, in 2015, he, uh, commented on the way Latino players conducted themselves on the field. Um, and then he, uh, 
she said, quote, uh, if players were going to come into our country and make our American dollars, you need to respect a game that has been here for over 100 years. So, of course, very divisive comments. Um, he nothing about this is positive. He was uh, importantly uh, mercil- mercilessly riding a player on the Cardinals for perceived slacking and excoriating him in front of the team if he believes uh, that player has committed even a minor offense against clubhouse culture. So, yeah, that's iffy. It's not a positive thing. And uh, in times when we've been talking about Marcus Stroman's impact on the Blue Jays and his public comments, um, this is. I, I think a next level. It's far where it's like Marcus Stroman. We've heard he's he seems good in the clubhouse. We haven't heard anything negative about him there. It's just what he says to media and what he says publicly on Twitter. But this is a different case. It seems like it's a riding against the grain of the clubhouse. So um, that that is a bit iffy, and it makes me a bit sour on this deal. I guess you could say, but. Um, his stats do speak for themselves, um, and he could still be a maybe positive veteran influence. Um, maybe. We don't know. Uh, but I think one thing that's interesting with these two deals is both of these players, they are not bad players. They're good players. They posted good stats last year. And if this was, you know, even a handful of years ago, I think they'd be getting a lot more money. But it's just the state of the market right now in Major League Baseball that um, shows what these guys are getting right now. Exactly. And uh, to your point about his uh, his incident in 2015 too. The thing that concerns me now thinking about that is, you know, most of the, you know, there's a handful of players on the Jays who are multicultural and the new, uh, the new, the, the new coaching staff in Toronto as well. They're, they're all so multicultural, you know, Charlie Montoya was brought in. Their hitting coach is also multicultural. And there's also, you know, longtime third base coach, Luis Rivera. And this is all, you know, this is, well, people can speculate or people believe, majority believe that this was all happened or done uh, for the arrival of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So, you know, uh, the coaches can communicate with him as they, you know, as they both speak the same language. So that's the only thing that concerns me. But again, that was also four years ago. And maybe, and, and the article going back to 2018, how you were saying how he was leading the young cards bullpen with, you know, an older or veteran approach, an old school approach. So Again, four years ago, so hopefully uh, he's known to move on from topics like that and just, you know, just play baseball, so. Yeah, that's true. Some of these stuff, uh, of course, his comments about um, the way players act on the field were from 2015. It is a handful of years ago. Things can change. Um, but the thing about, uh, you know, leading the, the bullpen uh, is a little bit sketchy because it was from 2018. This is a another article on the comeback Um it says that uh, he said that um, Norris was reportedly treating rookies in the harshest way possible, and at least one rookie isn't thrilled about that. So if the Blue Jays are looking for veteran influence from this guy, probably not the guy you want to get for that. But of course, I don't, I really don't think that this guy is going to be giving that influence to the Blue Jays. He could fill that role, but it seems like the Blue Jays are looking for him for his pitching abilities, not his coaching abilities or his uh, teammate abilities. It it looks like they're trying to get him for his abilities on the field and not um, his abilities in the clubhouse. Uh, But moving on, talking about clubhouse guys and comments publicly, uh, we got Troy Tulowitzki. Now, 
a few days ago, one of the Blue Jays' first spring training games, Troy Tulowitzki was playing with the Yankees against the Blue Jays, um, and in his first, he was leading off with the Yankees, and in his first at-bat, his second pitch, he hit a home run just over the right field wall, and uh, he was clearly pumped up as he was rounding the bases. And then after the game, he said, uh, quote, it felt extra special. That was a team that basically told me I couldn't play anymore. Uh, So there was some controversy over those comments. Um, There are certainly (laughs) interesting comments. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, uh, when I saw the home run, I was I was actually watching that game live. I actually tuned in right for the perfect pitch, and then right after that, I was actually disgusted with the way Troy Tulowitzki was acting. Um, it's a spring training game. It's it's a grapefruit league game. It's game. It's they're like the third game of the spring, and this guy homers off of Marcus Stroman, and he rounds the bases like he just won, or you know he was pretty excited and. Uh, the way he was acting, it looked like he was playing in Game 7 of the World Series. So that's the one thing that bothered me a little bit. But, you know, when you look at situations like that, you kind of have to look at both sides of the story. And if you go to Tulowitzki's story, after he was pulled from the game, he pretty much, uh, a reporter from the Yes Network asked him if, you know, the home run felt extra special. And we obviously knew that that was the case. And his explanation was, this was the team that pretty much told me that I can't play anymore. So I don't know necessarily if, what I personally believe, I don't know if it's necessarily the Blue Jays telling him that. You know, that's a lot different from not wanting him around the clubhouse. Uh, You know, they're paying him almost $40 million, and he's making, he's their highest, he's their highest player on the payroll for the, and he's not even playing on their team. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the other thing he needs to look at. And I don't, again, I don't think it was that they did, they told me he couldn't play. I just don't think they necessarily wanted him around. They wanted to free up the roster spot and give it to young, young and up and coming stars. And the other thing that questions me is if Troy Tulowitzki, sorry, Troy Tulowitzki really wanted to even play uh, in Toronto, uh, you know, this year, uh, he was barely around the team last year, but I know he was recovering from his foot issues and his surgeries. And, uh, you know, ever since the Jays kind of fell off that cliff after 2016, he just he hasn't seemed to be into it at all. And you know, he turned down multiple offers as well for more money to play for the Yankees. So clearly, you know, he wants to be in a winning environment, which is fine. But uh, the way he acted, and especially there was one play too. He he got a routine ground ball and he threw it over and he threw the guy out, and then he stared down the Blue Jays uh, dugout. And the the thing that uh, questions me too is I know he wasn't directing it towards the players but I guess he had to send him uh, trying to send a message some out of the front uh, the front office but I just didn't think uh, the dugout deserved any of that and uh, Marcus Stroman as well said after the game that uh, you know Troy Tulitsky's his guy but he's going to make sure that doesn't happen during the regular season so you know if Tulitsky isn't on the uh, the injured list or the DL by that time maybe uh, Stroman can <laughs> Uh, you know, hopefully Stroman can uh, back that up. But again, I wasn't a fan of it, but you can understand where he's coming from. But uh, Tula was just a bit overdramatic, even if uh, you can understand his side of the story. Yeah, I'm fine with what he did on the field. I think that's, you know, he was pumped up. Sure, it's even though it's a spring training game, you know, it's fun. It's he... I think baseball needs more of that exciting um, plays. The the players getting excited on the field, visibly excited. I think um, you know whether or not he deserved it, whether or not he was right to do it. I, it's okay. Like whatever. It's he just 
he was yelling. He was pumping his fist. Like, whatever. It's it's a spring training game, but it's a home run. He pumped up. Who cares? Um, but his comments after the game, I agree with you. I don't totally get where he's coming from, honestly. Because, like, yes, the Blue Jays did release him. They did get rid of him. But they're paying him $40 million. Like, and he is... The Blue Jays... If, if Troy Tulowitzki was willing to play a different position, the Blue Jays would have tried him at a different position. So the Blue Jays tried to get him to a different position. He said no. So he was released, and now he's being paid $40 million for the next two years, and he's not playing for the Blue Jays. He's playing for a winning team. And then with the Yankees, he's going to play different positions. So it's his comments after the game. They Frank, I strongly disagree with his comments after the game. I... I'm fine with what he did on the field, but like they're paying him $40 million. They released him. He wouldn't play other positions with the Blue Jays. So I, I, I don't see where he's coming from. They didn't say you can't play. They said, why don't you try different positions? Because you're not doing well at shortstop. So yeah, that kind of yanked my chain a bit. Yeah. And you can't forget the famous comment he made last September saying, um, if, you know, if he lost his job at shortstop, he'd pack his bags and go home. So, exactly. Yeah. He just seemed like, you know, uh, playing in another position for the Jays is a black plague. But, you know, if he's going to go over to New York, make his, uh, you know, play on his little his minor league deal and make $40 million against the Jays, I guess he's got something to look forward to as well as a very good Yankees team. But, again, I'm sure the Jays tried everything they could to keep him around. And the fact of the matter was he didn't want to be play for the Jays anymore. So he he got his release, he's got his forty million dollars, and now he's again, he's on a pretty good team that could make a deep run this year for the World Series. So it just again, it's a little confusing of where he's coming from, but uh yeah, I guess you wish him the best. I don't know. Yeah, I wanna see him do well, I, I guess. And so far in spring training he is doing well. He um hit a home run yesterday, I believe it was. Um and so it you know, it's good to see him doing well. I it's but him, you know, just lambasting the Blue Jays in that way, I think is um is not appropriate, especially because the Blue as you said, the Blue Jays don't want to be paying forty million dollars to someone who's doing nothing for them. Who's they're paying forty million dollars for Troy Tulowitzki to beat them, to play against them with the Yankees. And of course the Blue Jays don't want to see that. It's it must be painful for them. They're paying forty million dollars for someone to beat them. But uh I don't know. It's just, I, the whole situation is weird and messed up, but anyways, <laughs> that's my opinion on it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, too, uh, if he's, you know, still healthy by the time they're in Toronto, or some point, well, I mean, they're going to be in Toronto a couple, few times during the season. It'll just be interesting the reception he gets if, uh, I'm sure he'll get a, mixed reactions, I'm sure some people will cheer him, and then I'm sure there's going to be some people who boo him, but it, I'm, that's one thing I'm definitely uh, interested in and how uh, he's received in his first uh, appearance back at the Rogers Center. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, he hit a uh, home run yesterday, uh, and he he said, uh, quote, the first one was a little more emotional, speaking about his second home run, saying the first one's better. Uh, everyone is going to – every home run is going to mean a lot. So <clears throat> I, I get that he's excited to be out there and doing well, but, yeah, I uh, – I think he was a little bit over the top in his comments. But uh, that's pretty much it for today. Uh, we're 
starting up again because spring training is ramping up and again <laughs> even uh, however much we may uh, not like it it's baseball and it's still fun so uh, thank you for listening to this episode as always follow uh, Bryson at everything Blue Jays on Instagram you can follow me um, I, uh, 360 Blue Jay News on Instagram so thank you for listening and we'll catch you next week